Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Triple Jump Podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. And my name is Peter. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. Is you right? Were you stretching there? No, I'm just a bit stuffy. I can't remember oh. if I said the exact same thing last week, but I'm, I'm a slave to hay fever at the, at the current time. So oh, no. it's going to be a few episodes, I think, where if we record anything before about midday... I'm going to mm. sound pretty grim because I sleep with the window open and I shouldn't do. Right. Because all, all the little pollens in. Yeah, all the polybobs hop in, hop into my face at night time. So oh, it's God, not, not good. into your face holes. Yeah. For yeah. goodness sake. Well, I think the, the most important thing is that every time we do record something, you start off by saying, oh, oh I'm a, a bit, bit stuffy. stuffy. Yeah. Every mm, time. A bit itchy. Every, yeah. Make it a running joke. Okay. Yeah. We'll yeah. do it. And now really that we've addressed one. it, it'll be really funny. Every time. Every every single time. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Uh, mm. At the time of recording, The Last of Us Part 2 is out very, very soon. Uh, I haven't got it yet. And by the time of release, I'm hoping I will have it. So it's a little bit difficult to you know talk about it. But we'll be covering it on the channel soon, maybe. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows where the chips will fall, right? I'm not going to be able to play it until I get back to Newcastle, which is which is sad because... Oh, no, why not? Well, I've got my PS4 with me, but mm. I don't have... And I've got... There's a little TV in this bedroom that's got an HDMI port in it, but the TV just doesn't respond to anything that the remote control does, and neither even the buttons on the TV don't work, like the source button and stuff. Oh, so I can no. switch it on, and it will go to TV channel 1, and there's just absolutely no way on God's earth of changing the source. So unless I go and hook up my PS4 to the family living room TV, which people mm-hmm. use every single evening, it's, it's just not it's not going to happen, unfortunately. Um, maybe I could use one of my monitors, actually. I'll have to try that. Oh, maybe. They'll understand, though. Just kick your family out for an afternoon. Yeah. It's all right. It's... It'll be a little treat for me when I get back to Newquay. It's a big wide world. There's plenty for them to do outside, you know, yeah. outside with other people outside. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Loads. That'll be all right. Uh, Peter, where are we walking today? Oh, uh, maybe we could be walking across a screenshot of The Last of Us 1. The Last of Us 1? Yeah. Okay. Well, Uh, just because there might not be that many screenshots available for you right now to put in the edit of part two. That's true. Um, Some sort of, like, uh, environmental shots, you're thinking? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. 
Okay, all right. Well, we can... Yeah, I'll do my best. We're already on it. So, clearly, I've succeeded, but we'll... <laughs> if not, just Move walking on. from one side of a small room to another, you know? Yes. Yeah, just, just a room. Yeah. Perfect. Well, that sounds great. Uh, you've got the sponsor there in front of you. We're sponsored by a real company every single gosh darned week. Yeah. Uh, we're, we've, we've got a sponsor here. It's fresh off the press. Well, pre, the press yeah, is this one. Right. I don't know what that was. I not any time on time it. About it. Uh, it's fresh off the press is this one. Uh, it's, people have only known about it for a, a week or so. Um, you know that, that Spider-Man game? I do. It's a good one, isn't it? That's good. That's Marvel Spider-Man. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, there's, a, there's an upcoming spin-off that we, we've been sponsored by. Um, it entails Spider-Man, uh, going around the streets of New York and just being sort of just pretty chill, you know, just pretty chill okay. about things. Like he's okay. not really getting, he's not really getting het up. He's not, I don't think he's fighting criminals, but equally he's, he's not even necessarily like running around and having, having fun and doing silly things. He's just sort of wandering, maybe looking at like, looking at trees. If people bash into him in the, in the streets of New York, New York and say, I'm walking here. He just sort of lets, lets it happen. Doesn't get, doesn't get bothered by it. Okay. Uh, coming soon to a PlayStation near you, Spider-Man Mild-Mannered. Sorry, I didn't hear that. Can I have that one more time? Coming soon to a PlayStation near you, Spider-Man Mild-Mannered. Okay, and is he like, is, is it like a full, is it is it a full mild-mannered experience or is it just is it just an expansion of being mild-mannered oh they're being as ambiguous as possible as to whether spider-man mild-mannered is a standalone game or an expansion to the original they they, they don't want anyone to know so what you're saying is that he might he might just be mild-mannered he might not go to the full lengths of actually being overtly polite yeah no it's it's difficult it's difficult to say at this early early juncture uh Okay. We're gonna have to wait for some gameplay footage and see whether he does get even just a little bit frustrated with someone, you know. Right. Okay. Yeah. Peter, is this real? <laughs> it's not real. Actually, it's oh, all a joke. Oh gosh, damn it! You oh, got, I got me. you good. Oh, you really did. I thought I'm gonna. I've already. I'm already gonna get the Mars Morales one. Now I've got to get Mild Mannered too. Yeah. Oh crikey! Oh, well, God. that's. Fantastic. Well, we got all of you at home as well, didn't we? Fooled you. Uh, That wasn't the actual sponsor. The real sponsors are the wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where for as little as one dollar per month, you can submit questions to the show. But there are other, you know, there are other tiers and other rewards and all sorts of other stuff. So we encourage you to go check it out. Um, These patrons, they're fantastic, Peter. And these questions are wonderful. Although, as the the weekly post does say, questions on a postcard. I know uh, a lot of people have some really good questions to ask, and you know they want they maybe just want to be the big discussion. But we can only have one big discussion per week. So I do encourage you, where possible, in spite of the the fantastic, phenomenal quality of the longer questions, to try and just scale it back just a little bit. Try and keep the questions a little bit shorter if you can, not quite so bulky, because uh, uh, we want to, you know, we want we want to talk about as many things as possible. And if there are several, you know, paragraphs in your question, we may we may not have time to answer it. 
We're living、uh, in an overpopulated world, and there's only so many resources to go around. So stop wasting all those words. Give yeah, some of those words to other people. Time on it. Yeah. Jeez, it's wasting any time on it. One such、uh, question, anyway. I should, sorry, I should clarify. Thank you so much for your questions. We don't,、uh, we don't actively ignore longer questions. We've answered longer questions before. Just if you can try and keep them shorter, that would be amazing. We also hold on to questions we don't have time to answer, and we dip into the into the the old mailbag every so often. So please do continue to submit your wonderful questions, and thank you very much for your support. One such person who has supported and submitted a question is this person, Peter. Eat a Snickers. <gasps> I don't like Snickers. Oh well, you turn into a right diva when you eat a Snickers. Is it not the other way around? No, it's not. Not、oh. if you don't like them. Oh, okay. Yeah.、Uh, this is a short question.、Uh, hey boys, what games from a platform you didn't own did you always want to play? I, for example, had an Xbox and always wanted to play Uncharted and The Last of Us. You're amazing. Stay safe. Thank you, Eat a Snickers. Thank you. I、uh, always, always wanted to play Donkey Kong Country on the、mm. Super Nintendo. Okay,、uh, it's what made me want a Super Nintendo, and I thought it was really fitting that the Super Nintendo had the word "super" in it because it seemed super and brilliant. I was、yeah. aware of Donkey Kong Country because、uh, the guy who lived next door to me had it,、um, and、uh, I think the thing that probably really intrigued me. Was the style of the graphics there, which I don't really know how you describe that weird style, where it kind of looks a bit, looks a bit claymationy or stop motiony, and it's not. I think it's still digital. They've they've like done it digitally, but、uh, you know they've.、Uh, are you are you aware of? Can you picture Donkey Kong Country in your head? Yeah, it's、uh, sort of like. It's it's got a surprisingly high frame rate for character animations, right? They sort、yeah. of seem quite weirdly lifelike and sort of high fidel, like high, fairly high definition sprites. I would say I don't know exactly how they do those things. Maybe they did do them with little models, but they certainly weren't clay.、Mm. But anyway, it was they on looked the brilliant. Nintendo, wasn't it? It certainly was,、uh, but it looked like they they you know taken sort of stop motion photos of something actually like photorealistic almost. Uh, and uh, there were loads of bananas to collect. There was like collecting bananas in that game seemed like one of those dopamine kind of you know like collecting wumpa fruit in Crash. It's always nice to collect a wumpa fruit in Crash, even if you've been playing the game for decades.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was that was the big one for me. And there was a minecart section. I always thought when I was younger that any game that had a minecart section was just the best thing ever. Subjectively so, true as well. Yeah, definitely love that. So, Yeah, Donkey Kong Country for me. Nice.、Uh, I can't say in more recent times that there has really been any games on、uh, specifically Xbox. I've never been a fan of Xbox's first-party games personally. Halo doesn't really interest me, and、yeah. uh, Forza is also there. Um, it's always been a fascination with Nintendo, really. Not so much anymore because I've we've <clears throat> got a Switch,、uh, yeah. but.、Uh, Certainly, back in the day, I was definitely interested in、uh, with the N sixty four. My cousin had Pokemon Snap, which of course there's a new one coming out now. This is amazing. Yeah,、uh, and Pokemon Stadium. And as a big Pokey boy in the nineties, those two games on a home console. Are you joking? Yeah, that's amazing. Look at him. There's this big Blastoise there. You can see him. He's all round and stuff. That was、uh, that was unbelievable. And also、uh, on the GameCube, which I didn't have. Uh, there was、uh, 
just I think it was actually the Zelda games. I remember going to my friend's house and he had Wind Waker and Ocarina of Time and both of them were just sort of kind of mind blowing to me. Yeah. And uh, I was never able to play them. But uh, I suppose actually in more recent years, it's not so much a specific game as it is content because Xbox always had these sort of early exclusivity deals with uh, Bethesda for Fallout, uh, Oblivion, I think maybe even some of the Skyrim DLC as well came early to Xbox and PlayStation owners had to wait forever. So not only did PlayStation owners get the worst port of these games imaginable, where they barely ran, but we had to wait forever to get the DLC too. So that was something I was quite jealous of, but never enough to buy a 360 for it. Yeah, Pokemon Snap's a good shout. I used to go around to my best friend's house in primary school and play Pokemon Snap. And you know, I'm not like a big Pokey boy in terms of the whole franchise, but uh, I think as much as anything else, it was just taking photos of wildlife in a video game, and they happened to be Pokemon. But yeah, that was a great game. Yeah. Um, and I think one other thing I was going to say was, um, in a sense, I part of me wishes that I'd always had, alongside my PlayStation consoles, I would have liked to have always had nintendo consoles growing up so that i could truly appreciate smash bros for what it is because Mm -hmm. (laughs) i love the concept of smash bros you know playstation all-stars did not deliver the same way that smash does and i i i think we've talked about this before like i really like the idea of loads of different characters and uh franchises coming together for a big crossover battle that's just such a cool thing um but because it's nintendo I don't really have any attachment or understanding of a lot of the characters. So for me, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's that guy who I've I've seen him in, in magazines sometimes, or yeah, I'm aware of that game, but that's it. You mm-hmm. know, I think you get a lot more about, more out of it if you've played those games uh, and, yeah. uh, you know, you, you've grown attached to those characters. So I kind of wish, in a very greedy first world kind of way, that I'd also had Nintendo consoles growing up uh, <laughs> so that I could really, really get something out of Smash Bros. Yeah, I do get that though. I was whenever I play Smash Bros. Because again, as as with you, that game ultimately uh, doesn't really do much for me because I'm yeah. not overly fussed about a lot of the characters in it. I always I always end up playing as Pikachu or some Pokemon, right? Because that's the only one I really know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there we go. There are some games we wish we had. Yeah. Speak. 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 Uh, speaking, Hello. Speaking of games that we do have, yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, uh, hang can, on. Yeah, are you right? Yeah. Yep. It's time for what we're playing. Uh. <laughs> it's time for what we play, and this is the section where we talk about what we play. And Peter's going to go first. He's going to tell me what we play in in yes. brackets. His, his, him, his, him, his, 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 his me, his, uh, his, uh, here is what I'm playing Hism. Uh, I have uh, gone back to uh, Stronghold 2 after streaming it uh, mm. recently because um, I just had a good time, just a, just a chilled out time. Uh, and it's on my PC, which means I can actually play it right now. Um, so that was nice, just sort of uh, having a bit of bit of a castle relaxy thing. Uh, I also, though, uh, more to the point when it comes to relaxing games... I streamed a bit of uh, Beyond Blue on uh, on the channel, uh, on the Twitch channel, a few days ago at time of recording. So the VOD will be up now on YouTube. Um, that's a lovely game. Uh, we've done a quip scope about it, so you can hear some more extensive thoughts about it there. 
But uh, yeah, really nice just to swim around. And actually, I guess in a sense, uh, although you're not taking photos, you're sort of scanning the fish and whales that you come across. Um, so in a sense, it is it does kind of scratch that same itch as Pokemon Snap uh, did. But now they've actually announced there is going to be a new Pokemon Snap. So it's like two buses coming at once, isn't oh, it? Blimey. Um, and uh, outside of that, I'm continuing to play Halo 2, having a great time. It looks so good, that game, that all the cutscenes do. They're just unbelievable. Mm. I still think they're some of the best cutscenes I've ever seen in my entire life. You've ever cutscene? Uh, I've ever cutscened, saw. Yeah. Um, so so that's it, really. Um, bit of castle time in my, in my downtime. Um, but yeah, streamed some some C stuff and some Halo stuff and enjoying both. Fantastic. I'm glad to hear you're having a nice time. Absolutely. What about you, Ben? What are you playing? I'll, t- I'll tell you what I'll be playing. Uh, I finished off Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I d- absolutely blasted through the second disc. And, uh, and the third disc is basically just, okay, go into this big scary cave and fight 25 different versions of Sephiroth. And then also you can, if you escape from the cave, which isn't too hard, then you can just go around the planet and just finish off all the other side stuff. Um, so all done nailed it great game left uh, quite ambiguously on the ending there but I think it has been expanded in various films and spin-off games and things like that although I must say as a as a big Final Fantasy 7 boy it, it may come as a shock to some people that I actually couldn't care less for anything outside of the base game <laughs> because it all just gets, in my opinion, very Kingdom Hearts. As soon right. as you take one step out, it gets very convoluted. There's lots of Sephiroth children and nonsense and side characters being expanded upon, which isn't always bad, but it also ties into the Sephiroth children and it's all just very confusing. And I know a lot of people are very passionate about it, but I just don't care. So even though that there is uh, probably far more explanations about what actually happened at the end of Final Fantasy VII and the fate of the world, ultimately, I kind of like that it's left ambiguous. And I'm really looking forward to seeing it explored in the remake at some point when I'm in my 70s, I imagine. Yes, yeah. Um, So that was good. Finish that off. That can be put to rest for a little while now. And uh, I played, for the first time, I finally got round to it, Undertale. Mm, I saw on Twitter. Yeah, I bought it. I, uh, I've started playing it at a really stupid time because all I've been doing is sort of stress playing it this week, thinking I'm going to run out of time before other games appear that I have yeah. to play. Uh, the the sad thing is that I didn't get to hear the Sans music. The da 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 da. You know that uh, one. Yeah. The, you know the song. I didn't get to hear it, and I'm assuming it's because of choices I made, and uh, uh, I, and maybe it's his fight music, and I didn't fight him. I'm not entirely sure. Either way, very very clever game. Very unique. Extremely meme worthy. I can see why it's got such a following. Mm. Um, on the whole. I thought it was fantastic. I, I've got to say, though, I wasn't a huge fan of the core combat where you're just sort of moving your little heart icon around and trying to dodge projectiles. I yeah. personally didn't think that was very fun, and I found it a little frustrating in some places. Uh, but outside of that, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the rest of it. Uh, just so, so unique. And, uh, and, and I'm glad I finally got around to playing it. Finally. And also you get the platinum before you even finish the game because apparently Toby Fox hates achievements. 
and so he really phoned it in and you can tell right uh, so <laughs> that's that's also something to bear in mind if you want to get it on playstation and get some trophies uh let's see what else we got here um i have at the time of release probably played a little bit now of uh, a game about a, a special little yellow boy who lives in a pineapple under the sea. Oh, gosh. And, uh, yes. And I'll be talking about that when the embargo lifts on Monday. Um, so please keep an eye out for, for a video about that, and I'll probably talk about it next week. Maybe. We'll see. And the last thing, obviously, is The Last of Us 2, which I don't currently have, but I will have had uh, but at the time of release. So. Oh. Again, God. look for coverage on the channel. Yeah. It's a it's lot. Exciting. It's a lot of games. Yeah. I can't believe the special yellow boy decided to go toe-to-toe with The Last of Us 2. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think he did, though, did they? Because The Last of Us 2 got moved. So he probably didn't want to go toe-to-toe with The Last of Us 2. I like to think it was a conscious business decision. Yeah, they said, hey, what, what can we try and compete with? Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> so... Yeah. We'll see how well that goes. Good luck, yellow boy. Good luck, yellow boy. See you next week. Confirmed to be... Well, it's confusing. People seem to think that it's been confirmed that he's gay. Uh, is it? Others, yeah, recently. Because okay. um, uh, who is it that owns him? Like Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon, yeah. They did a tweet saying, uh, like during Pride, saying like, uh, you know, here, here we are representing our, our, our allies or whatever. And they tweeted... Um, three fo- three pictures of characters, and SpongeBob was one of them. So people immediately said that's been confirmed that he's gay, but actually I think it's confirmed that he's asexual, and so they were counting him in as part of LGBTQ plus. I uh, see. Okay, as part of yeah, as part of Pride. Yeah, so he's he's uh, canon asexual if you Google it. I think the creator of the character has said so. Ah, okay. Is that because is that tie into him being like a sea sponge or something? Yeah, maybe it does actually. Like by marine biologically. If you want to get marine biologically serious about this, if you want to get meme marine, if you want to get meme biological about this, (laughs) maybe. Maybe I don't know how sea sponges procreate. No, neither uh, do I. Yeah, he's got parents though, so it all gets rather confusing from there. Oh yeah, that's that's worrying. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know how that works. I, I don't know. Hey, live and let live, right? As long as he's happy and they're happy, that's all that matters to me. Hey, maybe we shouldn't imbue very abstract organisms with humanity, <laughs> you know? Maybe we shouldn't. All I know is that that little yellow boy makes me smile. And he wears trousers. <laughs> and he lives in a pineapple, Peter. It's crazy. He does. Why? Ridiculous. Anyway. I don't know. I don't know. Ask, go and ask. Go and ask him. Go and ask. Okay, we've got another question here. It's from yes, Josh, Josh Raby. Mm-hmm. Who says, nice. Oh, yeah, by the way, did we mention this is episode 69? Nice. Oh, nice. Nice. Hi, guys. As a long-term Worst Games viewer, Clive Barker's Jericho rang true with me. Oh, thank God. We'll tell you why that's a relief to hear in a moment. As a game, I forced myself at release to complete, even though I was fully aware just how worse than most it truly was. When I consider I put more time into that than God of War, PS4, which I loved and fully intend to come back to, one day, it raises an interesting question. What's the worst game you've spent a considerable amount of time on? And vice versa, what's the best game that you only ever scratch the surface of? Once again, thanks for the content. All the best, Josh. Well, I I struggled with this one, particularly with, with the, uh, the, the worst game that I've spent a long time on, because mm. I feel like there will be loads... 
I, I tell you what I wanted to say. Okay. I tell you what I wanted to say was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, <laughs> right? Because although we only recorded the same amount that we always do, like an hour, mm. that game from start to finish or from start to an hour into the game felt like such a drag. Right. And I feel like if I did complete that in full, then I would, it would, it would just take forever. Um, mm. But outside of that, yeah, I've been racking my brains and I honestly... I can't think of anything that leaps out to me uh, that that I, I just stuck with. I guess what that says is if I don't like a game, I just kind of drop it, you know? Right. Um, so maybe that's why I can't think of one. Did you have a, a an obvious a, a standout for you? Sadly, I do have a few, yeah. Uh, uh, can I ask, did you have any games when you were a child that you just sort of played because you didn't know any better, even though you actively weren't really having much fun with them? Um, again, like it doesn't. Not that I can, not that I can think of. I did. I I went back because quite often, if I if I get stuck with a recent game, I do go back to to years ago. But I think I just enjoyed everything that I had as a kid. Even though maybe nowadays, if I went back and played it, there were cer- certain games that I wouldn't have uh, had a lot of fun with. Right. But back then, uh, I don't recall there being anything that I didn't like, but just continued to play. You know, like I, normally, I think I would just go, well, screw this. I'm not. I'm not wasting it. I ain't spending a dime on it. I ain't spending any time on it. What about Craven Call of the Milk? Well, see, that's I enjoyed that very much. Okay. And I don't think it's even a bad game. It's just got a really terrible ending. It's just the ending um, that messed you up. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a it's a bit of a hidden gem in terms of its gameplay. Mm. It's there's uh, there's loads to it. It's very varied. There's lots of vehicle segments and uh, they do some. There's like some rolly ball bits where you go down these sort of marble. You know those marble tracks that people make. Oh, I do love rolly ball bits. Yeah, you get inside this sphere and just like push it down like a hamster. Okay. Um, so no, no, I really, I really struggled, but I'm okay. interested. Given that you've got multiple, seemingly, <laughs> yeah, I'm now very intrigued. Behold, my poor decision making. Uh, as discussed on the podcast. Jedi Fallen Order is one that uh, I soured on pretty quickly and yet continue to play through the whole thing, but I seem to be in the minority. People, right. so A lot of people loved that game. Death Stranding, one that I finished out of spite and yes, nothing else course. because people were giving me so much crap. People were giving us so much crap, emailing us even. We got emails saying, we really, I really don't appreciate the tone of your of your coverage yeah, did, about death we? stranding yeah. yeah like usually i love this community but it sounds like you're just in like inciting negativity and it's like no we just we just really think this game is rubbish and we don't understand it and so i finished it and i did not enjoy it and i still right. maintain that i think it's not a good game it's mm-hmm. weird and stupid and if you like it then you can just you can you can just go about your day and i hope you have a nice time quite Whoa. frankly yeah 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 yeah, I hope you slept well too. Come on, God, jeez. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, the first Bioware game released on PS4. I'd never played a Dragon Age game before, and I must say, for the first sort of ten, twenty hours, I hated it, and I <laughs> yeah. stuck with it because uh, because people told me it was good, and uh, it did improve a bit towards the end, but that was one I didn't massively enjoy playing. Final Fantasy XIII, another big RPG, this time a JRPG. Um, everyone said that it got good. It's like the the game 
where that where that common meme phrase comes from, where they say, oh, it gets good after 30 hours. Yeah. And it's like, no, come on. And so I stuck with it, and I got right up to the last boss. Never finished the game, got right up to the last boss, and I did not enjoy that game. I thought the music Gosh. was great, and it had a lot of redeeming features, but I didn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Eat Lead, The Return of Matt Hazard, a slightly uh, lesser-known <laughs> PS3 game that I may or may not have got because it had a relatively obtain. In fact, it didn't have a relatively obtainable Platinum Trophy because the game was terrible and it barely ran. I just decided to go for the Platinum Trophy because I'm a lunatic. It's a game that basically exists to parody other games, and in right. that, it's quite unique and at least moderately entertaining. We got a copy sent to us to play on Worst Games, so we do have a copy. And uh, it's just not it's not very good, but I played the whole thing several times. And on top of that, just a load of PS3 movie tie-in games that were rubbish when I was first kick-starting my Platinum collection. Right. Uh, a lot of those Platinum trophies were actually very difficult too because uh, movie tie-in games rely a lot on collectibles, and my God, that is soul-destroying work, getting those. God, I guess I just don't seem to have a the same threshold as you i just drop stuff i'm like well Maybe. no <laughs> i'm not doing it i've I have just thought of one actually while oh, yeah. you were doing that one did come to mind i uh because when you were talking about doing trophies i was like oh yeah have there been any games that i played specifically not because i wanted to just do it for enjoyment but for some other purpose and i do remember i set out to start playing all of the 3D sort of mascotty style platformers that I could find, you know, the the, the off piste ones. Yeah. Uh, and I played. I think it's called The Legend of K. Is that right? Oh, uh, yeah. I've, I've I'm familiar with that. That's a yeah. cat lady. You know, it's a cat boy. Cat, cat boy. Sorry, cat boy. And it's like martial artsy, which doesn't really appeal to me that much anyway. I know some people are really into their kind of uh, their Eastern like kind of uh, Japanese dynasty style stuff or martial arts or, you know, mm-hmm. ninjas and, and samurais and stuff. Not not really something that I'm that that keen on. Um, so immediately that wasn't, we didn't get off on the best foot. But also it just didn't play very well. It was very bloated. There were like, there was lots of like weird different colored pickups to get. Uh, the combat was always a bit of a chore. You know, the moment you'd enter into a like an arena, loads of like rat men would come at you or gorilla men, and it would always take ages to defeat them. And you'd have to just do a lot of backtracking and platforming, and it was quite easy to die. But I stuck with it. That was the I think that might have actually been the first or second uh, game that I played in this like thing where I was like, I'm going to play them all. I'm going to do them all. Uh, and I I got to that one. I was like, oh, screw this. I'm not right. doing this anymore. I think the first one was um, uh, Sly Raccoon, which I did enjoy. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, then, then Legend of K ruined the run for me. Absolutely wrecked it. Yeah. Absolutely wrecked it. Uh, I have gotten better, though. I dropped Rage 2 immediately. Right. Because uh, I just knew that that game was... I didn't think it was very good and I wasn't interested at all in it. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you can add Wolfenstein Youngblood to the list of games I didn't enjoy that I played all the way through. Right. Okay. I don't know why. I don't know why I did it. Uh, flipping it on its head, though, Josh also asks, uh, what about a game? Uh, what's, what's the best game that you only ever scratched the surface of? I think I would very quickly just to offer one Red Dead mm. Redemption 2. I played a little bit of and then just turned it off. Yeah, I put Red Dead Redemption 1, actually, uh, in that, you know, really enjoyed really enjoyed that game for what it was, but I just didn't really, 
I did. I I played through it. I got as far as Mexico. Um, but even in doing that, so that's not scratching the surface of the story necessarily. I think that's like sort of maybe halfway from what I've seen, maybe something like that. But mm-hmm. just the the wider world, you know, I've always done that with um, with with Rockstar games. Uh, I just there's so much. The recent ones, anyway. There, there's so much to do, and I just don't really. You know, I I kind of just go around and you know you'll you'll do a a, a police rampage that can be fun. You might do some missions, uh, might look for a couple of the collectibles, but I always feel like there's a lot more to those worlds than I get out of them. Uh, Red Dead Two as well. Just you know, I can see how much there is there, but I just I just didn't give it the chance. Oh well, I did give it the chance, but I just know that I think it didn't help that. I didn't really enjoy Red Dead 1 that much, in a sense. I didn't enjoy the story or the characters. Um, And uh, likewise, The Witcher 3, I've talked many times about how I I sat down for one session, played it, thought, this is good, but slightly overwhelming. And then it was a while before I was able to sit down and play it again. And by the time I did that, I was like, oh, what is this? I don't Mm -hmm. know what this is anore. Um, And outside of that, uh, basically all the recent Bethesda open world RPGs so all the fallouts and the Elder Scrolls is uh you know I've I've finished the story of Oblivion and I've not actually finished the main stories of any of the other games because I get distracted by other things but even those other things I don't delve too deeply into those games you know there's just so much to do I do always feel like I'm scratching the surface I'll I've, I've finished the story in Oblivion and then in all of the other games all the, all of them I've uh, gone around and broken into people's houses and stolen stuff right. done a few side quests done a bit of an explore but I know from seeing other people's coverage online that you know like I've never for example I've never ever in any Elder Scrolls game joined the Mages Guild I've just never done it because right. it, it doesn't interest me and in Fallout, I never ever join the Brotherhood of Steel unless it makes me, which I don't think it ever does. Uh, there's just whole corners of those games that I'm not particularly interested in, and I feel like, oh, but these are good games, and I should I should explore them for all they're worth, and I haven't done yet, and maybe one day I will, but not now. Maybe one day. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I mean that that was pretty much the only one I was going to mention. Just right. Uh, right okay. Yeah. yeah. I tend yeah. to. If I mean it's as proven with the the bad games I've got here, once I start playing a game, I tend to just stick with it all the way through. It's not very often that I'll play a little bit and then just stop and never go back to it, especially if it's a really good game. But Red yeah. Dead Two was just something that was not for me at all, and I really wanted to like it. I was looking forward to it, but uh, no, I didn't, I didn't want it. Didn't want it, so I didn't finish it. You didn't spend any time on it. I didn't. Peter, it's time for something strange. It certainly is. Just uh, get my uh, special device for this thing. Have you got your? Have you got your device too? I've got my special device. Yeah. Okay. Here we go, everyone. It's time for weird news. Weird news. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's weird news time. It's time for some weird news. Peter, what have you got for us this week? I've got some personal weird news today. Oh, my God. So I have brought a write-up that allows me... It means I didn't have to make any notes myself because I can just read Jordan... Jerblix write up from gamesradar.com. Okay. Uh but uh because I've not got a PS4 setup, I play games on my PC. Uh Amy who is with me plays games on her laptop and uh the other night she was playing The Sims 4 while I was on my computer uh and she was on her laptop and she said what on earth is going on here? She may have used expletives, but she said, "What on earth is what the what the Dickens?" What the Dickens? So, so I went and had a look at what was going on in Sims Four, and uh, wow, there's a glitch that has happened in a recent patch, and I'm going to tell you all about it. Oh boy, okay. So I first learned this through that personal experience, and I've now found a write-up. Watch out for Sims peeing fire in the latest Sims Four update. <laughs> fantastic this sounds great already (laughs) does it burn when you pee you should contact a physician or get some sort of patch Mm -hmm. i guess uh okay the sims 4 just got a brand new update and expansion pack that's all about going green but more importantly sims are peeing fire now the terrifying bug was introduced with a sizable new patch preceding the Eco Lifestyle DLC available now. It's not uncommon for updates to arrive hiding some unpalatable dysfunction, but this might just take the cake. Among reports of crashes and missing houses, some <laughs> players are uh, some players have been finding flames licking out from their Sims toilet bowls. A few have even caught their Sims in the act, and it really is them taking a pee you don't see the stream of pee but the toilet bowl has fire coming out of the out of the hole oh, good. Uh, the upsetting situation was first flagged by rps who notes i don't know who that is is that someone's social oh rock paper shotgun of course they've right. just okay it. oh nice rock paper cool. shotgun Uh, who notes that The Sims 4 is exceptionally prone to bug-riddled patches due to its active modding community and custom content. The fact that the latest Sims 4 patch notes are so extensive only compounds the problem, and that's how we've ended up where we are. 
Fire P. <laughs> anyway, the Eco Lifestyle Expansion Pack and accompanying patch brought more to this uh, brought more to the Sims than a painful mutation of a UTI. There's also a new eco-friendly neighborhood called Evergreen Harbor, some useful inventory and UI updates, firefighter NPCs, well that that might come in useful, uh, and new build features uh, and a laundry list of bug fixes. It should be interesting to see how this latest bug is phased out when a fix is inevitably announced and in the patch notes it might say fixed a bug where sims were urinating fire brilliant um so yeah that's that's happening uh, also whenever amy's sim goes jogging with her dog the dog's running animation despite the fact that it's speed as it moves around the world is totally normal it's running animation is double speed so the dog is going like <laughs> like with its legs are going crazy you can barely see the legs they're moving so fast oh, but it's no. just going at a regular speed as it moves around it's so strange i just, i mean i haven't played the sims for a long time but it just seems to I just can't believe that it's in such a state <laughs> always yeah. you know there's yeah. always something weird going on with it Mm-hmm. Really bizarre. Yeah. Well, from from weird to food weird, it's time oh. to talk about chicken. Oh boy! Thank you to everyone who sent us this on Twitter. And yeah, uh, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with it already. But here we go. I'm I'm taking this article from the Mirror, the Daily oh. Mirror, because it was one of the st- still not the most palatable news source in the world. But I couldn't really find any major reputable sites even reporting on this because it's just a PR stunt, basically. Here we go. KFC trolls PlayStation and Xbox by unveiling its own gaming console. Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, KFC has announced that it is is launching its own gaming console dubbed the KFC Onsole or KF Console, which comes with a chicken chamber to store your dinner. Mm. There's a trailer you can watch currently on the internet, and uh, let's learn more. They're two of the most eagerly anticipated gaming consoles of the year, but it seems that the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X could have a new rival to contend with. KFC has announced that it is launching its own gaming console, dubbed the KFC Onsole. The food chain announced the console on its new KFC Gaming Twitter account, writing, The future of gaming is here. Introducing the KFC Onsole. Hashtag power your hunger. KFC promises that the console will do 4K at 120fps, but has remained tight-lipped about the other key specifications. (laughs) However... KFC also teased that the console comes with a chicken chamber and cross-platform compatibility. While this is... Oh, the mirror. While this is likely a hilarious marketing stunt, (laughs) many eager fans replied to express their delight at KFC's apparent move into the gaming sector. One user joked, Damn! How much storage, though? I guess two chicken bites. Another added, I officially want all consoles to now come with a chamber of chicken. Meanwhile, Xbox seems to have seen the funny side of the news, replying, Can you lay it sideways? Mm. Oh, KFC's teaser video ended with the date 11-12-2020, so we'll probably have to wait until November to find out more. Oh, God, they've actually put a date on it. I it thought it was just going to fizzle out and not be a thing, but... Apparently there's but... a date to look forward to. Uh, right. It's also not entirely clear, because I wasn't sure if KFC Gaming 
is oh wow okay the link in the mirror article when you clink click clink when you click the the twitter thing after kfc gaming twitter it takes you to mirror.co.uk forward slash all about forward slash twitter and just explains what twitter is and shows you all the news stories it doesn't actually take you to kfc gaming's (laughs) twitter which is rubbish what a rubbish website the Um, mirror everyone brilliant so good and uh yeah unfortunately I'm not entirely sure. I wasn't sure if if KFC Gaming was a UK initiative or not, because that might give us a bit more clarity into how that date is laid out. But who mm. knows? Who well, even knows? It's they've got to be a little bit careful promising that it will be 4K and 120 FPS, mm-hmm. because if they do end up releasing some kind of joke product in November, I wonder if people would have enough you know, like consumer rights to say, um, actually, you promised that this would be a cutting edge <laughs> piece of hardware. Yeah. Um, probably not, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, there we go. That's that's apparently, well, it, it's likely a marketing stunt, but uh, yeah. there's just no way to know, is there? <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll find out soon. Oh, let's have another question, shall we? Let's. Uh, this is from Tyler Hundtoft, uh, who says... Hi guys, I just finished Gone of War for the first time. Fantastic game. I still had a a few hours of my gaming day left, so I thought I would try to make some progress on the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Once I started Final Fantasy VII though, something was wrong. The dramatic tonal shift from God of War to Final Fantasy VII was so dramatic for me that I could not enjoy the game. I had to force myself to play for 15 minutes before I gave up entirely. Have you ever had this problem? Is there a plant? Is there a palate cleanse uh, genre of game, or is that something? Or is that something? Or time can help with. I guess only that should say. Yeah, or is maybe. that something only time can help with? Uh, is that the idea of what? Uh, is the idea of what a palate cleanse is? Jeez, oh, this Tyler. is very difficult to read. Tyler, is the idea of what a palate cleanse is? Subjective to each each person. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks, guys. You're the best. You're the best, Tyler. Tyler. Thank you. That was partly me, but also partly Tyler. <laughs> the lowercase eyes, I thought, were a, were a good touch there. Oh yeah, definitely. No, that's yeah. a good question though, Tyler. Because it is a good question. Uh, gaming fatigue is a real thing, and I've definitely found myself over the years uh, sort of stuck with a with a backlog. A backlog. Oh, good lord, Tyler, what have you done to us? Uh, a, <laughs> back, a backlog of sort of vast open world games. And I've definitely needed a breather in between. And I don't know if that necessarily always comes in the form of another game. It might for mm. some people. I think he's right when he says it's subjective. But uh, for me personally, when I've, you know, it's Christmas and loads of games have come out and then I've asked for a game for Christmas as well. And I've just finished off one RPG and then 10 other RPGs have come out that I want to play. It's daunting and you can get overwhelmed jumping between them uh, instantly. So I would recommend that maybe you take a little bit of time, especially with a game like Final Fantasy VII Remake, because it's worth appreciating with a a cleansed palette, so to speak. Uh, I tend to find that sort of mixing in other games to break up the experience really helps not playing other narrative games. But for me personally, whenever my friends are all jumping into a game of Warzone, for example... Then, uh, then I'll say, yeah, I'll do that, and I'll play like an hour, an hour and a half of Warzone, and then, you know, it it breaks up just solidly sticking to one big game, 
you know, something yeah. that distracts, but it also isn't something that you need to remember the names of characters for or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I my first thought was actually, as, as you said, that maybe the palate cleanser doesn't come in the form of another game. I think maybe if if you're feeling like you've got gaming fatigue like that, you should just you know switch it off even if you don't then move from your sofa and just sort of watch something it's it's because at least then you're not um required to be putting any input into the narrative in front of you you can just sit down and throw netflix on or or some some tv or a movie or whatever mm-hmm. um or of course get up and go and do something else go and go and have a read go and have a jog go and talk to a person that you love um you know things like that just to get away from the console and and cleanse your palate that way but if you did think that oh well i, I want to find a gaming version of a palate cleanser because in tyler's case you know saying I've, I've still got some hours of my gaming day left and maybe you don't want to waste those hours um i think it would for me it would have to be either something quite abstract so uh you know like a, a puzzly game like Something like Tetris. I mean, I don't know why Tetris comes to mind, <laughs> but you know, just something that's shapes and colours and has no narrative whatsoever. Just a, a puzzle game in that respect. Yeah. Um, or possibly, if you wanted something that wasn't just shapes, um, maybe something like a walking sim. Uh, because again, there's there's an element of detachment there where uh, you are still getting something out of it. You know, they can have some really in-depth quite hard-hitting stories and maybe maybe that wouldn't be good for you because they can still be quite dramatic but at the same time at least if you're not having to put in that much input with your controller um that alone can maybe help you just kind of uh just just wind down slightly and and get prepared for a a more action-packed game later on so maybe something like firewatch you know, something like that. Yeah. That, that might be a nice palate cleanser. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think again, in in if it was if it was me, I would probably just then maybe turn the console off. In fact, I've never. I don't think probably in my life I've ever finished a video game as in completed it, and then not stopped gaming in that moment. Like I don't think I've ever finished a video game and then put another disc in and started something else in that same session. I think I always feel like when, when I've completed something that I actually want to get up and do something else, even if I've only been gaming for like an hour, you know? Mm-hmm. If I only had the last hour of a game to play, I still I always want to get up and and do something else once I've reached the end, but yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Makes mm. sense. Um But yeah, I think it's it's definitely worth pacing yourself. You don't want to get yeah. burned out. And uh, as I said, with Final Fantasy VII Remake, it's a, it's a game you want to appreciate fully, I'm sure. So just take, just take a little time to either play something completely different that's not very long, watch some TV, take a week off playing games full stop, or just, uh, just, just sort of stick in some multiplayer action there too to sort of uh, break things up a bit. Yeah, might make it a, a little bit more manageable for you. There we go. There's some suggestions yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. Hope that helps. It's time for a. Uh, it's time for a. It's time for a, it's time for a big, it's big discuss. It's a big discussion. <laughs> it's big discussion time. It's time to have a big old chat about a topic. Are you ready? I certainly am. Mm, this one comes from Duncan's Wilson. Oh, it says Bordar. I think that might be our language. I don't know. It might be 
Boredar rather than Bordar. Boredar. Border. 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 Petite Peter and Blurry Ben. Greetings. Greeting from Duncan's Wilson. You have full permission to jest with my surname. Yes. Excellent. We heard, Everyone heard it. We'd already done it before already we got done that it. permission. Already done it. With the news that AT&T is reportedly putting its game division, Warner Bros. Interactive, up for sale, what do you think the best case and worst case scenario could be for fans of the gaming franchises they currently have? Personally speaking, I'm not sure how... How... Hang on. Person, this might be another... Please, oh. Can everyone please proofread their this questions? This might be another Tyler. Here we go. <laughs> Personally speaking, I'm not sure how can you have a roster of DC heroes and other than Injustice 1 and 2 only make a handful of games about Batman. I love Batman. I'm a Bronze Age comics boy, me. But but it by Ek, a <laughs> bloody hell, a Green Arrow game would have been a nice change. Certainly need to up their game after Insomniac's Spidey game. Take-Two Interactive, Electronic Arts, and Activision Blizzard are rumoured to be interested, and those last two fill me with dread. Although mm. THQ Nordic could be up there for worrydom. Just curious on your thoughts. Thank you, Duncan. Uh, Thank so this is, this is interesting. Um, AT&T do own Warner Bros. Interactive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, especially in the UK... It's difficult to appreciate how big a company and entity AT&T is because they have no presence here as a, no. as a mobile service provider like they do in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they do, they just own companies here that are under a different name. Well, yeah, probably. It's actually, highly likely. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, certainly they do own Warner Brothers Interactive. Warner Brothers Interactive own a load of licenses themselves that we'll we'll talk through in a minute. But mm-hmm. uh, we've got we've got the full article here, or at least a bit of the article from Eurogamer. We have uh, Warner Bros. Interactive Entertainment is reportedly up for sale. They say parent company AT and T, which acquired Warner Bros. in 2018, is looking to offload its gaming division for about four billion dollars. <laughs> That's three point one billion Great British pounds. Uh, in a deal that may include a commercial licensing agreement where AT&T can continue to get revenue from its IP, such as Lego and Harry Potter. CNBC purports uh, anonymous sources familiar with the matter but asked not to be named because the discussions are private have revealed Take-Two, Electronic Arts and Activision Blizzard have all expressed an interest but apparently there is no imminent deal as yet. The deal will likely see Warner Brothers Interactive Studios like uh, studios like NetherRealm, Rocksteady and TT Games change hands once again as AT&T fights to reduce its 165 oh billion God. dollar that's 131 billion pounds in debts jesus so this would be a drop in the ocean really if they it sold would, it wouldn't for, it that's that's a lot that's an awful lot of debts yeah that article takes Ooh. a turn it's you, you when they value warner brothers at four billion dollars you're like that's enormous but i mean i guess it makes sense because it's such a huge yeah. company uh but then it is just, a, like you say, a drop in the ocean. If you've got debts of $165 billion, mm-hmm. I think that's all the money in the world, isn't it? Yep, that's more money than... Uh, that's that's a higher number than I can count. Definitely, that's yeah. Like, that's like the biggest number I've ever seen. I didn't know I numbers it, could go that high. I think it is the biggest number. It's I don't the think biggest there's ever... one. It's the, yeah. it's the largest number. Congratulations, so at least debts can't get any worse. There's no way to quantify any larger debt than that. So they yeah. may as well just, you know, stay there. 
Yeah, what's the point, right? This is yeah. unprecedented levels of numbers. <laughs> it certainly stop. is. We've um, never been this high, lads. I've got, I've got a list here, Peter, of all the major licenses that um, Warner Brothers Interactive currently possess. Oh, so have I. And that would be up for up for sale. Should we run through these? Yeah, I mean, mine's probably not the same as yours. So. Probably not. Probably not. That's probably a bad idea to try and tag team two different lists. But... Well, we likely both took them from the same place. Well, I just I ha- I cherry picked. I don't think I've got all of them. I've oh, got okay. a list of some of them. But... Okay. Well, Lego, and all the licenses yeah. that go with the Lego games. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. They have Fear, as well. Oh, the Fear series is Warner Brothers Interactive. They've, of course, got the license for DC mm-hmm. and, and the, the superheroes therein. Yeah, including Arkham, Injustice, and DC Universe Online. They have Lord of the Rings. They do, the Middle-Earth games and such. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. By their subsidiaries. Scribblenauts. Oh, do they? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Although I should know that, given that I launch that game <laughs> every couple of weeks and it you does do. have a massive Warner Bros. Uh, <laughs> title at the start. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No, come off it. <laughs> One of their major licenses. <laughs> yeah. uh, they also have Mad Max as well, although they've never done a sequel. They do have. Uh, they published that game too. I know a lot of people enjoyed that. Uh, also, Monolith, of course, condemned Criminal Origins. Uh, see, there you go. Yeah, there you go. You got any more? No, that's it. There you go. That's about what I've got as well. So those are. They've published other stuff as well, obviously, but those are the major titles. Um, the on the major franchises and licenses that they are they are selling, and so it now becomes a question of who's going to buy them, and yeah. if it is EA or Activision, that could be bad. It could be really really bad, not just for consumers but also for employees and studios. It could be a really big issue because this is this is unprecedented not just in terms of being the largest number ever seen by yes. human beings but because this isn't like the closest comparison i can i can make here is perhaps what happened to THQ but the difference being here that THQ went under and Warner Brothers Interactive has not gone under and when THQ went under and companies bought stuff they bought what they wanted they could just yeah. buy individual licenses whoever gets Warner Brothers Interactive gets everything they get the studios they get the licenses they get the staff this is going to be ridiculously huge if if this is true if this is true it's mad and so i reckon the base the base the base case scenario (laughs) is probably and i don't know how likely this is that they're bought by one of these companies and just left as warner brothers interactive to just operate autonomously with Mm -hmm. some sort of oversight you know ea for example just sending someone to i mean people are going to meddle obviously there's going to be meddling but largely at&t owning warner brothers interactive at&t didn't run it warner brothers interactive ran it so if if someone's buying warner brothers interactive you'd you'd hope that they would just let them continue to operate as is but they'll just take the money yes I don't know how likely that is but that's probably the best case scenario here because i don't know how you would even begin to think about incorporating that much talent and though that many studios into your existing family well i mean as you say the the difference 
when you compare it to THQ is, you know, like you say, people were able to choose what they wanted to buy. And so you know that, generally speaking, if if a company has gone out of their way to go, oh, we'll have that and we'll have a bit of that. And oh, yeah, that looks that looks interesting. They're probably going to use that stuff. You know, they're not spending money for IP and licenses for stuff that they're just then going to let sit in a dusty cupboard somewhere. However, as you say, whoever uh, makes this purchase will have all of this stuff uh, belonging to them. And some of it, if they don't want it, it's just never going to get used ever again. And so at the moment, you know, there might be uh, things that Warner Brothers were thinking, you know, were in the pipeline, like, oh, maybe we'll, you know, for example, there's that new Harry Potter game thought to be coming out. It's like an RPG thing. And all right, Harry Potter, maybe that's a bad example because it's a big enough license that it probably will always be used every so often. There'll be there'll be more Harry Potter content. But, uh, you know, uh, maybe, maybe Middle Earth is a slightly better... Uh, uh, example, given that I know we've had the, the the recent Middle Earth games, but Lord of the Rings as a whole isn't a hot topic anymore. It's not it's not as popular as Harry Potter remains, and so it might be that Lord of the Rings games kind of stop being made to a certain extent, or you know they're they're far more few and far between um, because it would get purchased just automatically as part of this large deal. And the purchaser might be like, well, yeah, but I didn't really want that. It just kind of came bundled, you know, whereas if someone if if all the IPs were being sold separately, someone could go, oh, yeah, we'll make some Lord of the Rings games. So that's that's a concern. And also, as you talk about, you know, the fate of these smaller studios within, you know, that that fall under the umbrella of Warner Bros. So NetherRealm, Rocksteady, so on. uh, EA have a history of closing smaller studios like that even if they're really good ones so i'd be very concerned if ea for example made this purchase and then went um yeah you remember visceral <laughs> yeah the same's gonna happen to you Rocksteady, or you know whoever yeah. um i'd like to think they wouldn't do that because all of those uh you know nether realm rock traveler's tales they do good stuff but then so did visceral so yep yeah I think worst case scenario is that they let's let's go with EA on this one because this sounds like an EA move what I'm about to suggest. Worst case uh-huh. scenario, EA buys Warner Brothers Interactive. They then close all the studios, absorb all the talent and let's just say Dice becomes this ridiculous 2000 person studio and they've just got these mega studios that are working mm. like I mean, everyone there is miserable because it's all just designed by committee. And there's just the, the, just massive teams working on these games all the time. They then sell off the licenses they're not interested in. And everyone's miserable. And everything that comes from EA comes out as a dice game, you know? Yeah. You want a Batman game? That's a dice game. You want, mm-hmm. uh, you want a Lord of the Rings game? Hey, buddy, I hope you enjoy that dice game because we've got 20,000 people working here now. How big can we make it? I don't know. Maybe we'll match the biggest number ever which is what the debt was for AT&T. Who knows? I think if anyone's going to move towards a dystopian mega developer, it's going to be EA. And this definitely affords them the opportunity to do that. And we may well see that some of these smaller licenses, Scribblenauts, etc., do just get sold off uh, to the likes of THQ Nordic, who I'm sure will snap anything up that comes their Mm. way, as they have done. Um, 
But I d- that's probably worst case scenario. Everything gets shut down, licenses get sold off, apart from the important ones, and talent gets absorbed to make their existing studios even bigger. So there's even more people working on FIFA every year. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it, it. I mean, the one, the one good thing that can potentially come out of one company owning loads of stuff is what I was talking about earlier with like crossover crossover things you know it might finally get Mortal Kombat having Shaggy in it you know yeah, it might. could happen or Mortal Kombat could now if EA bought it it could have Yoda in it or it could have uh, God oh, what else did EA own all kinds of things uh, it could have one of your Sims in it you could have Sims yeah. with, with, with Shaggy in or Harry Potter you could have you Batman know? in goal Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you know that's that's always a, a bit of a silver lining when one company decides to just own everything, but it's the smallest of silver linings because I think mm-hmm. you know monopolizing and and mega corporations, single companies just getting bigger and bigger. In, on the whole, it's not really a good sign. I don't think. No. Especially when they feel like we're so big that we can just have whatever terrible business practices we wish yeah um yeah and they'll reboot everything yes Uh, microtransactions will will get worse Mm. Uh, warner bros weren't the best for microtransactions especially in shadow of war and uh mortal Kombat as well i think there was some stink kicked up about that right uh but yeah it it would get worse it would get worse under an ea or an activision rule for sure so Mm -hmm. hopefully they can just be left to exist autonomously and just get on with their own thing but if they do get absorbed, then I think that's where we'll start to see some pretty nasty stuff. But who knows? But hey, whoever makes this purchase will have the right to make the long-awaited sequel to Haven Call of the King. I'm just saying. There you go. I'm just saying. That's it. Is he still chained to that rock? What's happening? Dunno. Free him. We'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out soon. But uh, what do you think at home about all this stuff? Let us know in the comments below and all sorts of other places. Peter's going to talk you through them now. Absolutely. All of our content goes out on YouTube and Twitch. That's youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump where we put our videos and streams and stuff. Uh, When we do stream on both of those channels, we're modded by Lord Brotovich and Cecil Prumps who do an excellent job. We've got social media, twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. Facebook looked after by Luke Eldon, our social media man Mm. uh, or woman. Uh, we've got a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump, where there's all kinds of rewards. You can ask questions on this podcast. You can get Worst Games Ever two days early, and you can get into an exclusive room on our Discord. You can get to that Discord at bit.ly forward slash Team Triple Jump. And that is modded by uh, Jack and Joe. I believe Crimson Dragonfly has uh, stepped down from their post. Thank you for your service, Crimson Dragonfly. Yeah, thank you. Uh, the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, you can get an audio version at play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple jump. We've got a website, triplej.mup, where we post career opportunities occasionally. None at the moment, but keep an eye out. And finally, all of our live, live stream VODs are available at triplej.mup forward slash VODs, which will redirect to our uh, sort of new YouTube 
VODs channel. Absolutely. You can follow Peter on Instagram at that Peter Austin and on Twitter at that Peter Austin. And you can follow me on Twitter at confused underscore dude. We do lists every Tuesday and Thursday, streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Thursday being the joint stream, Blaze It on YouTube, the rest being solo streams on Twitch. Worst games ever. It's fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier, Sunday for everyone else, so please go and check out last week's episode. There'll be a new episode next week. The podcast is every Saturday, and we have some new shows now that I'll talk about in a second. Please leave a review on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps something to do with algorithms. So, this new show, What X Game Means to Me, of course, Peter's went out the other week about Spyro. And uh, mine went out earlier this week about Final Fantasy VII. This is a show where we're hoping to keep rolling at least fortnightly, or that's the plan anyway. And Mm. we're going to have some guests on as well talking about their favorite games and what it means to them. So please keep an eye out and please watch them. Sort of very easy listening and watching. So if you want to watch it an episode before bed, it'll be super chill and you can just sort of relax and and watch it and drift off into slumberland and think about that Mm. game. Oh, how lovely. Uh, Quipscope, we've got a few of those coming up. Beyond Blue uh, should already be out. The Last of Us Part 2, hopefully, if it arrives in time, we may have done one, if not, first thing Monday. Same for The Little Yellow Boy. And uh, what happened at EA Play 2020? You may wonder why we didn't talk about it on this podcast. It's because we uh, we talk. It's because we record on Thursdays and the EA Play 2020 stream was at midnight on Thursday. So we did a video all about what happened at it. And you can watch that on the channel now. Also, finally, this is episode 69. Nice. Nice. Thank you for all your support uh, getting us to this dank number. Long may it continue and hopefully it won't be too long before we get to the sex episode. Yes, this is the weed episode. This is the weed episode. And one day there will be the sex episode. How exciting. Peter, a long way away. send us off with this sponsor for this week. Oh, I, nothing would give me greater pleasure. Hey, do you want to be superhero Spider-Man? Yeah. Swing around New York City, but in a very calm, controlled way. Yeah. Land on the streets of New York. If anyone sort of barges into you, or shouts at you or says, hey, please, will you? I've got a clipboard. Can I, do you have a cat? Do you, because, oh, does cats need help and stuff? Yeah. Or, oh, hey, have you got any spare change? Oh, hey, why are you parking there? What are you, Spider-Man, why are you parking there? You can't park why is, there. Why, why are you, why are I'm a traffic warden. There? What's going on? Uh, all, all those things. Loads of red lights, loads of traffic, loads, mm-hmm. loads of roadworks. Mm-hmm. All these things that could irritate you. Oh. You're not going to get irritated. No. In Spider-Man, mild-mannered. Brilliant. Can't wait. When's it coming out? We don't know. Remind me uh, how big this game is as well. It's, it's just... It's, it's difficult, it's difficult yeah. to say. Is it say. on PS4 think, or PS5? Uh, I don't know. Um, right, he's, okay. he's that mild-mannered that he's he's kind of non-committal. I think it's Spider-Man, mild-mannered, colon, non-commitments. Right, Okay. Um, so he sort of refuses to to be pinned down by things. I'm sure MJ is um, thrilled about that. Yeah, yeah, she is. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and take care of yourselves. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.